Hear ye, hear ye. By order of decree, I now announce to you the return of the kings. We back, baby. We out here. We here. <laughs> yes, yes. This is our first time together, boys, since quarantine. We're no longer social distance daddies, but we did our time, though. We did our time. We put in, what, two months? We've done our time. Like, We're back together. We've matured since being in... No, fuck it, we back! We out here! We got money! We fucking bitches with no condoms! Four loco! We going crazy! I done already threw up in this motherfucker! It's real, baby! Woo, baby! Yes, we are back in the fucking studio, y'all. Welcome to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast. It's your boy, David, and I am joined by K-Town in the studio! K-Town! And Marquis! Yo, yo, yo! I feel like I gotta shout too. And we're yelling! And we are, and this is the Good Times of Conus podcast where we discuss controversial movements, people, the fucking undercurrent of the world, and we decide is it a good thing or is it a bad thing. And today we are talking about the real life Tony Stark, the founder of SpaceX and the co founder of Tesla and Neuralink, among several other companies aimed at heightening the trajectory of the future of humanity, Elon Musk. Mmm. Your boy, your boy, the, like you said, the real life Tony Stark. What a weird dude! It feels uh, so good to be back in this studio. It's, it is nice, yeah, really. I don't want to just gloss good. over that. Yeah, like, yeah. I haven't seen your boys in a minute, you know, other than like on a phone screen or laptop screen, and like y'all are in the studio. With my, fa- my face filter every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That filter had become your face. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even recognize my face anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 to kind of even explain this a little bit is we when we were when we decided that we we're going to do Elon Musk as an episode, we thought okay, this is actually like so incredibly perfect for what we do. We talk about controversial movements and people, and we decide is a good thing or a bad thing. And who else has their finger at the pulse of humanity more than Elon Musk? Technology. Uh Internet memes, space. <laughs> we got space. We got technology. <laughs> Cars, flamethrowers. Yeah, everything. He dabbles in a little bit of everything, man. It's a real Renaissance guy. So, what were you, what uh, to kind of before we kick this off? What were y'all's before we started doing all this research? What was your general idea of Elon Musk? What did you think this was going to be like? What did what did you think of him? What did, what was your impression before knowing all of this? Uh, I mean, it's hard. I was thinking about this before, and it's hard for me to pin down when like he like first got like on my radar. And I don't think it was too too terribly long ago, maybe like four or five years ago. And I think it was mostly like hearing about the SpaceX thing. I think he was launching something back then. And I I think I kind of low key always knew he was the Tesla dude, like the guy who was behind Tesla. But uh, it was like around then when I really started. He was in a lot of headlines for a lot of things, and I was like, "What is this dude's deal? Like, who <laughs> is this dude? Like?" And then. Uh, we're gonna get into a lot of this stuff, but like I said, in a lot of headlines, he was popping up a lot, like a couple of years ago. For the first time, I was noticing him, and I just, I was having trouble. Like, I didn't know what his deal was, and I was interested in him definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I remember um, when we first started doing this podcast, and we were just kind of shooting this shit about what we want to talk about. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know too too much about Elon Musk. Uh, besides, you know, a little bit about SpaceX, a little bit about um, him doing some artificial technology stuff. I knew of Tesla. But I remember, Kate Sound, you were actually the one that referred to him as being, you were the first person to refer to him as being the real-life Tony Stark. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Coined yeah. That. <laughs> I coined that term. Yeah, I first uh, heard about Elon, like, about the Hyperloop shit. 
Like, mm. the whole, like, building, like, the underground tunnels in L.A. to, like, fight the traffic and, like, this... True. Like, just this crazy, like, weird, like, fucking dude that was changing the world. And then he was building fucking rocket ships and going to colonize Mars. And oh, yeah, yeah. That he was- had fucking Tesla, you know, was going to reshape the whole fucking automotive industry. Like, just this crazy dude. And then he was tweeting out, like, just, like, random shit. Like, he wanted to... um research how to like make a cat girl like a japanese <laughs> cat girl or like he wanted what? To, he wanted what does that mean a cat girl you know like a, a big titty anime chick but she's got a tail and cat ears oh uh, okay like yeah. he tweeted that out <laughs> this, is, this is furry adjacent yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tweeted that out um he also tweeted that he wanted to make a mecca which is like i don't know about you but like my dream since i've been like eight years old a giant robotic suit that you fight battles in i think that's the thing that makes him such a tony stark type of figure is like yes he's this kind of like renaissance man who's always got these new ideas he's always doing some kind of new invention he's talking about like um the the the, the state of humanity yet at the same time he's just this fucking weirdo um who like loves memes who has kind of an eccentric twitter uh, account um, he's smoked weed on the Joe Rogan experience. He's married to Grimes right now, which we'll talk about that more later on. I don't on. think they're married, but... Oh, yeah, they're not married. They're dating. Sorry. But, yeah, and he's just a nerd. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a nerd, but he's, like, this, this eccentric, oddly cool nerd. He's, like... He really is, like, Steve Jobs meets Kanye West. Yeah. I see a lot of, a lot of similarities with him and Kanye. Um, Old Kanye or new Kanye? New Kanye. Yeah, I mean, new Elon Musk, and we'll get into this, it seems to be kind of going in the new Kanye direction. He's getting a little bit weirder as time goes on, and we'll talk about a few very recent developments, um, which really, I guess, will kind of put him in our minds to talk about in the first place for this episode. Um, all right, so do you want to get into it? Yeah. All righty, so Elon Musk was, was born on June 28th, 1971, in Pretoria, South Africa. Yeah, I didn't know he was South African before we started doing this research. Gang, I, gang, South Africa. You know, apartheid. Yeah, he, yeah, he <laughs> lived during the apartheid period, which we'll talk about that a little bit more later on, but his family was very much against everything that was going on. He was immediately kind of in this, this family that was very politically minded. In fact, what his, his mom was a... Uh, um, well, they're all very active. His mom was a model. His father uh, was an engineer. I mean, he just came from this family of people who were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't slumming it. No, not quite. Yeah, not. Yeah, South Africa is a, a pretty well-off area um, yeah, aside definitely. of the whole apartheid. Say if you're white. Yeah, 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 it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. wealthy place if you're white. <laughs> yeah, especially in 1971. Um, so yeah, Musk was a typical nerdy boy genius, and he began teaching himself programming uh, as early as when he was just 10 years old. He was learning the programming language basic, and by 12 years old, he'd actually programmed a computer game called Blastar, and he sold it for $500. Yeah, so he was nerding out even when he was a young kid. Mark, like, how much was $500 back then? Was that like a lot? <laughs> a billion, I think? I think it was a billion. If I, if I, I'm going to have to check my ledger that I How many boats then. could you buy with $500 back in 1970, Mark? <laughs> you, know, you were like, what, 28 then? Fuck you, gay dude. He'd been like he's a bit of a genius since he was a kid, like like, your boy actually, I mean, like you said, coded his own game when he was 12. But even before that, he cured his own fear of the dark at Yeah, a young this is age. weird. This is so weird. <laughs> he cured his own fear of the dark by basically reading and studying studying basic physics. And from doing that, he learned that darkness is just a lack of photons in the visible wavelength. 
And, you know, that's silly to be scared of the lack of photons, you know? so What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's how he got over his fear of the dark. He, he like, fucking nerd-splained himself out of fear? Yeah. 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 That's um, just to show you how his um, mind works. Elon, it's just photons. <laughs> he was like, no. No, it's just a lack of photons. Oh, that's stupid. You fucking goof. Which is weird because, like, usually when you're afraid of the dark, it, when you're a kid, you're afraid of, like, a monster under your bed or something like that. It doesn't matter if there's fucking photons or not. If there's monsters monsters there's monsters <laughs> like what the fuck did he think the darkness was like poison he was like oh it's not nitrous oxide it's just photons look let me i'm lack scared of, of needles like do i just read a book about needles now <laughs> look let me tell you the boogeyman don't give a shit about photons no, he don't. <laughs> Dog, dead ass. Um, so even though Elon had, like, uh, you know, he's kind of a boy genius and things were going off well in some ways, when he was just nine years old, his mother and his father divorced. And while his siblings went to live with their mother, he stayed with his dad. And he has said that this was primarily because he actually felt bad for his father, which is weird. A nine-year-old kid who's thinking, oh, poor dad. Yeah. A nine-year-old kid who taught himself not to be scared of the dark through fucking science. Yeah, he, yeah he's not a regular kid. Yeah. And while his engineer dad probably be paid a huge hand in uh, shaping Elon Musk's future, I mean, his dad was an engineer, um, apparently his dad was really fucking abusive, to the point that Elon Musk is still estranged from him today. Yeah, I still don't fuck with bro. Mm-hmm. He once said about his father, quote, He's such a terrible human being, you have no idea. My dad will have a carefully thought out plan of evil. He will plan evil. That does sound like sinister, though. Yeah. He, well, apparently he said he said that his dad has done everything wrong. He's, he's like a complete criminal. He's done everything wrong you could imagine, but he's very vague, and he doesn't say specifically what those are. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's pretty broad. Like, that could mean genocide. Yeah, I was like, people, like, <laughs> yeah this, is, this is South Africa during apartheid. Like, that yeah. could mean anything. <laughs> Rape. Murder. Like he writes down. Putting gum underneath the fucking table. Like, what, what does that mean, Elon John? <laughs> Yeah, what if that is what? Because like, what if he was just like a really like nerdy kid who didn't like the mi- like the smallest inconveniences, and his dad like didn't put the toilet seat down or something? My you know? dad never put the toilet seat down, and I told him the photons don't like it. <laughs> it all sounds bad, but it's really based on his uh, his definition of evil. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently there is some evidence about his dad being a pretty fucked up guy. Yeah, yeah, he did have a baby with his uh, stepdaughter. Ooh. <laughs> like, wow. Dude. I mean. Have you looked on Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, step, step, step. That's uh, all it yeah. fucking is, dude. Well, he brought Everywhere. that shit. He brought that shit to reality. Yeah, dude. Like I was even watching a YouTube video the other day, and they were like joking it. It was just like a guy sitting on his couch, and his, his sister came up, and she was like, "Step brother," and I was like, "This is this is a normie culture now. What's yeah. going on?" Yeah, this is gotten out of hand. I've been wondering about that because that's such a mainstream thing in porn now. Like, do you think that like actual like, there are situations where, like, the uh, the stepbrother and stepsister or even uh, stepfather, stepmother have this weird thing because they're watching porn so often where they, it where, gets in their ideas. Or where did it even come from to even start doing this to make it so mainstream in porn? I don't know. This is a, this is a topic. Yeah. It's a separate topic, <laughs> so I guess. what are you... Are you asking if stepbrothers and stepsisters <laughs> are fucking? Well, I'm life? saying, like... Well, I'm, well, I'm saying, like, yeah, where did it... Are they? Well, actually, I saw, I saw a meme where, like, Pornhub was, like, 95% of our stepbrothers and sisters in our porn are um, actors. And, and then it's, like... 95? Then, and then it's, like... And then it's, like... Wait. What the fuck? The other 5%. Yeah, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a thing, guys. Is uh, this happens in real life? 
Um, okay, so outside of his father being a kind of fucked up guy, outside of um, everything else was going on with his personal life, he was also intensely bullied when he was a young boy. I mean, he was a fucking boy genius nerd. Um, and once he was even so severely injured that he was pushed or he was pushed on a flight of stairs and he was knocked unconscious. Yeah, so like you said, he was a, he was a boy genius nerd. He had this kind of snarky, know it all attitude. So you know, he got knocked around a little bit. Yeah, could you imagine just sitting on the bus and someone taps you on the shoulder and they're like, "You're upsetting the photon." <laughs> <laughs> I'd punch him too. <laughs> Well, apparently, I mean, he didn't take that shit for long. When he was 15 years old, he got into martial arts so he could defend himself. He learned, like, uh, karate, uh, taekwondo, and fucking judo, which is kind of a deep cut. <laughs> um, so he learned martial arts, and he said that he once got in a fight um, with the biggest bully in the school and knocked him clean the fuck out, and nobody fucked with him anymore. Elon yeah. Musk, 15-year-old. You think uh, he was well in? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I've heard that story from, like, a million dudes, including Alex Jones. <laughs> Who said in the same sentence that he knocked, he once choked out uh, a 30 year old man when he was 12. <laughs> and while he was dating uh, six girls in college at the same time when he was a 12 year old boy. You think it's a thing where like, it's people that grow up to be, you know, pretty successful where they can't reconcile how like dorky they were when they were kids and they're just like they rewrite history where they're like yeah because I'm super famous my voice is louder yeah I, I used to beat up like everybody I was really tough I was fucking uh, all these different girls and stuff yeah I choked this dude out one time I'll get my dick sucked <laughs> just kind of like like make this redemption arc that sounds weird. like yeah I used to be bullied until I kicked everyone's ass in the school <laughs> But, I mean, you can't say the kid didn't have initiative because uh, when he was just 17 years old, um, he actually moved from South Africa to Canada. And part of this was to avoid mandatory military service during the apartheid period. Again, South Africa. Draft dodger. Yeah, 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 dude. What, you, what a fucking coward. You didn't serve your country for apartheid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is also just because he wanted to get closer to the United States. He knew that United he he figured the United States is where all the best things happen. And this young ambitious kid, who's obviously a genius, he's like, I gotta get where the action is. Gotta get closer, baby. Maybe mm -hmm. if I get a foothold in Canada, I can creep over there. Eventually. He was just going to sleep, dreaming about those Big Macs every night. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to get to America. Probably not, honestly, because really, for yeah, for Elon, like food is like an inconvenience. Your boy eats literally for sustenance and he's yeah. even been what, quoted what provides say, more sustenance than three buns on a double cheeseburger <laughs> wow that's a good point okay dude. Wow. okay that middle bun isn't a okay bun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently yeah, he he skips breakfast he, whenever he does eat he, he does everything in five minute increments apparently interesting where even like his meals are in like five minutes it's got dude, got a lot of shit going on he's got a yeah Gotta have something. Man's gotta have a code, you know? Yeah. But, <laughs> so when he moved to Canada, he started going to college in Ontario, and he finished his bachelor's degree at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, but apparently when he was co in college, he was a little bit of a wild boy, kind of, uh, because he and his roommate would basically turn their place into a huge nightclub to help pay rent because Elon Musk was an immigrant and he was pretty broke. Um, although if that sounds cool, uh, it wasn't actually that cool because Elon Musk would usually just lock himself away in his room to play video games to avoid the crowds. Uh, I wonder if this is a lie, too. Is this a lie, too? Well, uh, now so, I'm looking at all this with new eyes. I'm, I'm picturing, <laughs> so, like, you remember in the first Matrix where, like, the dudes come up to Neo's house to buy, like, that the fucking hacker program? Oh, they're, like, yeah, all the yeah. cool, like, and hacker And they're, like, they're, like, hey, you want to come to the club? And he's, like, all right, I guess. And then he's just <laughs> in the club standing there by himself and, like, some not not even, like, regular clothes, just, like, pajamas. And he's just, like... 
I don't need to be here. And then some hot chick walks up and yeah. she's like, you're the one. Trinity, man. Yeah, I fucking know it, bitch. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to feel like, yo, what if Elon just made this up too? Yeah. He's I like, mean, yeah, I used to throw, I used to throw huge parties. I didn't like hang out, but like we had like a nightclub at my house. Yeah, a nightclub <laughs> seems a little bit much. Well, that, what, that's what a, house are you living in that like you got like people It was parking? a 10 bedroom house apparently. Oh, poor Elon. <laughs> <laughs> apparently when he graduated college though, uh, he initially wanted to continue his higher education by pursuing a PhD at Stanford University in California. Although he soon felt compelled to drop out when he became privy to the surging popularity of the power of the internet boom of the 1990s. So he and his brother Kimball Musk uh, founded Zip2, a software company which created online guides and maps for newspaper distributors such as the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune. But the Musk brothers decided to sell their software to p- compact computers in 1999, giving Elon Musk a hefty personal payout of $22 million. Dude. Go hold on, go back for a second. So he went to Stanford University. He for got two accepted days. for Stanford, and he left. Yeah, we didn't mention this. He left two days later to yeah. start his technological dreams. Well, Mark, do you ever regret not jumping on the tech boom in the nineties? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, dude. Yeah, I could be in Silicon Valley right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you were like what a, billion uh, dollars. A, a young thirty-two. <laughs> you know I don't like this bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Mark, you're like fifty. Yeah, you seventy-year-old piece of shit. Oh, God. But you know, he yeah, he has a bad relationship with his dad, but to start Zip2, he actually borrowed $28,000 from his dad, actually. Mm. So, you know, I'm sure he paid it back. Papa, you know. <laughs> I just need a small loan of $28,000. Yeah. I know you're a murderer and a rapist, Papa, but <laughs> I'm going to need that 22 mil. I though. need your blood money, father. <laughs> hey, you might as well get it, you know. Uh... <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah. But I mean, when he sold his company, that was the first time that he became a straight up self made, mil- well, somewhat self made millionaire with twenty two million dollars. I mean, with that Zip two payout, Elon went on to found X dot com, which allowed users to purchase items online with the credit cards. Which might seem kind of like obvious today, but back in the day, that was a real novelty. Yeah, I, I actually had a like a family member that like I remember them using it to order me like something offline. That's like, wow. 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 I remember that. And you making jokes about me. Yeah, but I was a young seven years old while you were a grown man with a wife and two kids and a car and a mortgage. Um, So if this sounds familiar, it's because, I mean, yeah, this is very common nowadays. And he went on to merge with a similar company and they renamed the joint company... PayPal, bitch. Ever heard of him? Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so around this time, Elon also met and married his first wife, Canadian author Justine Wilson, who he met during his brief stay at Queen's University in Ontario, Canada. Unfortunately, the first son, Nevada, died of SIDS. So that's uh, uh, sudden, sudden infant, infant death d- syndrome. Sudden, sudden infant death syndrome? Is that really it? That seems too on the nose. No, that's it. Well, sudden well, infant death syndrome. Let's not, let's not make any jokes, Payne. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's that. That's where we draw the line. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know <laughs> what? The only it's called sudden in, <laughs> sudden infant death syndrome. That's I, a dumb. Name. <laughs> Those fucking dorks couldn't come up with anything better for the dead kids. So we did say we were back on our bullshit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we back in the studio, baby. Oh, oh. So that's where we draw the line. We can't joke dead babies no more. Yes, but this is very all tra- we did was talk about dead babies on that. Um so yeah, their their first son died of SIDS after ten weeks, but they went up <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like oh, dude I'm sorry Like literally oh. literally Oh my god. I'm not, I don't think it's funny as kid died, but it's just like 
It's not We're just funny. cracking jokes Ooh. about SIDS. It's and not it's funny. Like, this, is, uh, this is actually not funny. So his first child died of SIDS. Yes. Oh um, but they went on, man, and then but then they, they were like, all right, well, we're about to go double, in. Double up. Triple up, baby. Yeah, dolo. So the, the, the next two pregnancies they had were through in vitro fertilization. The first one gave them a set of twins, and then the second one gave them a set of triplets. So he's like, we lit on the baby market now. He's like, yeah. we went from zero babies, now we just doubled up, tripled Ooh. up, and now we got all the babies. Five babies off top. <laughs> Everyone starts at zero babies. <laughs> I don't like, like, Elon, like, if you ever listen to this, we're not laughing at your I'm going to have to cut all this. I don't, <laughs> oh, please don't cut it. It's good. I really did not expect that. This is good that. material. I did not expect that. I did not expect any of this. <laughs> it's not in the outline. It's not guys. how we wanted this shit to go. Yeah. So, but Elon, I mean, he's doing well. He's a million. He's got a huge company, a huge revolutionary company. Um, He's got five fucking boys. Um, But while working at PayPal in 2001, he first launched his own brainchild, the Mars Oasis Project. Oasis. So the Mars Oasis Project was this lofty, out-of-the-world goal in which he would research ways to establish human colonization on other planets, namely Mars. So this is when he... probably first starts looking crazy to people <laughs> right yeah. like they're like wait wait you're doing what with your money yeah it's i mean i think i think what must have happened is he i mean paypal that's that's huge that is some that is something that we kind of take for granted today being able to pay for products online and i think he figured wow i revolutionized this what's the maximum revolution i can have oh space colonization yeah you fucking dingus <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, not a, not a very humble goal. A very he was going straight for the stars, quite literally. So in the beginning of the beautiful, <laughs> oh nice, <laughs> nice. Um, so in the beginning of the Mars Oasis project, Elon found himself traveling to Russia several times to try and purchase rockets at an inexpensive price. But he was unable to negotiate a good deal. Finally, after three failed attempts of Russia, he began to calculate the cost to create these materials on his own. Yeah, so he he wanted to get he wanted to buy from the U.S. first, but you know the U.S. won't sell rockets, so he went over to Russia, and that shit turned out to be fickle. I've heard a few different like we don't give a shit. We'll sell you. <laughs> I've heard a few different versions of how that went. I heard that like like in one situation they got really drunk and just passed out. <laughs> Apparently, there's one situation when they spat on him. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what really happened? But it didn't work out. Yeah, basically. Well, apparently they they did eventually offer him a rocket for seven million dollars, and he allegedly stormed out. Oh. Um, I don't know if he, you know, I don't know what that looked like. But he, he was said, like, "Y'all playing hardball? I'm out." Yeah, he stormed out, and apparently on the way back home, he began to calculate how much it would be to make his own rocket. But still, I mean, even though he's a millionaire, just founding something like this is still a big deal. Um, but a year later. PayPal was bought by eBay for $1.5 billion, which made Elon Musk $165 million in personal share revenue. With his new cash payout and no more day job at PayPal to hold him back, Elon invested $100 million of his own money to form the Space Exploration Technologies Corporation, or SpaceX. Wait, so you mean it doesn't stand for Space Extreme? <laughs> <laughs> $100 million. What are you going to do with all that money? Space Extreme. We're going to go snowboarding on the moon. Yeah, like, why didn't he just invest his money into, it's like, a weird... just like NASA, but with a goatee. They'll be, like, gr- like a skateboard grinding along the, the fucking craters on the moon. It's like it's like when they, like, try to, like, um, like, Danimals had, like, the extreme yogurt. Yeah. Like, shit, they're like, we're trying to get kids to eat healthy and eat yogurt. What if we put it in a tube and made it blue? Just so shoot that shit right out. Shoot extreme. it in your fucking throat, Timmy! <laughs> Um, why didn't he just like 
do what every crazy millionaire does and just like invent some weird flying sport and <laughs> murder people in it. Like, uh, shouts to John McAfee. Well, I think that is the interesting thing about uh, Elon Musk. Is I mean, there's plenty of people who are billionaires who could who could just retire right then and there and go buy a bunch of shit and just chill. Maybe do a couple other companies to have some kind of a day job. But he right off the bat just has this huge goal. He's like, yeah, I worked in software engineering, but now I want to get involved in fucking rocket science. You know, and it's because I mean he, when he was a kid he used to be like a fervent reader he used to read like a lot of science fiction so all this stuff is implanted in his brain and he's like well if i'm gonna have this much money i'm gonna do it because no one else is fucking doing it he wants to find xenu dude so he basically (laughs) did the same thing that our boy mad mike did Flat Earth, Mike. Oh shit! Did we who t- built the rocket? Who died? Yo, rest in peace. Rest we didn't in, say yo. Rest in I, peace. To I Mad posted Mike. about it on the Twitter. Like, did you? The day it happened, I think we made a Facebook post. Rip Mad Mike. Dude. Look, Rip Mad Mike. But I don't want to get too torn up about it because your boy was shooting himself on a self-made well, rocket also, also into the like, sky. Who's out, who's out here signing the backs of? bitches from the bar like, <laughs> you know what i mean like who's who's putting their autograph on some bitches back no one anymore no I, one maybe anymore. elon maybe elon wants to take up that torch we'll see <laughs> elon's just writing xa on <laughs> fucking grimes is back so basically elon musk's goal with spacex was to be kind of like a henry ford of space travel his primary goal was to innovate cost-effective methods of creating rockets and other technology intended for space travel to expedite humanity's goal of establishing commercial space travel and eventually colonization in space basically they're just like a privatized corporate version of nasa yeah which is sick i mean like uh, a private nasa like that's cool because nasa's not hitting on much. nasa hasn't been hitting on much since moon landing let's be honest yeah, for real. yeah what, for are, real. what are they supposed to do mark Go to fucking Mars? Maybe have a plan to colonize Mars right. or something? Calm, I don't know. Calm down, Trump. I'm just saying. <laughs> we, need a, we need a space force. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is is that uh, SpaceX is not the only company that makes these type of rockets. Like, really, um, NASA is actually one of their biggest customers. NASA does contracts with SpaceX because SpaceX is not, like, actually working commercially. No one's actually able to just buy a jet to or a, um, um, a, a rocket to space right now. Well, it's probably so much less red tape and so much easier just to hand someone eight million dollars for a rocket rather than trying to build one and have government like fucking red tape holding you back on every fucking single step of the way true Mm -hmm. they just subcontract that shit out they're like finally someone we could just subspace shit to yeah (laughs) yeah because i mean they have to yeah exactly they have to deal with so much red tape and and everything has to be approved that's not the russians Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Um, There's so no heroin needles welded to, to the fucking spaceship. <laughs> and not to mention, I mean, he's just really fucking ambitious. Like, in fact, he hopes to be able to begin the rudimentary stages of space colonization by as early as 2030, and even admitted that he would be interested in living there himself one day. His dream is... to is, spend his last moments there, yeah. yeah. He wants to retire on Mars. That's fucking... I mean, yo, we'll, we'll talk more about him later, like, on, like, some shit, but, like... I'm 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 vibing this. Dude. It's I'm incredible, vibing, man. I'm vibing this. This is what retiring on Mars, dude. So so literally, like my two things that I think are going to revolutionize humanity is like, um, right now is space exploration and like colonizing Mars, and then like test tube grown meat. Mm-hmm. Like that's the shit. Like that's the two things that I I get like my fucking nerve boner for. Like one's going to like revolutionize like the expansion of humanity and like giving us like just room to grow 
And one is literally, like, going to solve world hunger and, like, all this crazy shit. Which would kind of go hand in hand because if we're going to go to Mars, we have to have some type of yeah. way to organically produce food yeah. in an atmosphere that we can actually... Like, just chicken? Like, have y'all ever looked at that shit? That shit, like, blows my fucking mind. They grow chicken from a, f- like, like a chicken breast, like raw chicken breast, from a fucking feather. So they take a cell from a feather and they can make a fucking chicken breast. So no no animal died. That's some Jurassic Park No shit. animal died <laughs> at all. It's just as much protein and tastes the same and has the same consistency. I need a piece. I need to taste it. I gotta see. I gotta it's, see this. It, it's going... You can literally end world hunger with a fucking feather, dude. You can build enough meat for everyone. That mm. shit is insane to me, dude. Why didn't Elon put his eggs in... His, a couple eggs in I'm that sh- basket? I'm sure he probably No pun intended. Hmm. <laughs> so, at this point, you might be wondering, how the fuck did a software engineer get in the business of space travel when you'd be more likely to expect um, a company like SpaceX to be founded by someone like, I don't know, an ex-NASA engineer? Well, he just cracked open some books and wrote enough about rocket science about to communicate his ideas with actual rocket scientists who did work at NASA. Basically, it's like a classic case of fake it till you make it. You know, and I can totally see him doing that. I mean, I kind of do the same thing though when I like go to my local subway. Like, I know, <laughs> I know enough about the sub that I want, but I kind of just tell I just tell Chad behind the counter, like, "Yo, I want I want a juicy like gooey steak thing," and he's like, "All right, oh, I got, got you, King. I got you. I got, I got you. Tell, I can go tell nobody. You don't know the menu." King. I got you, King. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing, y'all, is like, if there's anything you can learn from Elon Musk right now, it's just, hey, if you're feeling kind of out of place at whatever company you're at, or, you know, you're doing an internship, or whatever it is that you want to do, hey, just pretend like you know what you're doing. That's definitely what I did for my job for the longest time. I'm still doing that shit. We probably all do that shit. We all, all do the it time. to an extent, but that shit, that shit gives me an anxiety. If yeah. Like, I'm a fraud. They're going to find out I'm a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you got to think, like, how much respect must you as a rocket scientist have for this guy? If you know this guy doesn't even know rocket science. He didn't. He doesn't have the same degree as you in physics. Like, these are fucking, like, PhDs at NASA. And they're just re- they just respect this guy's clout and energy so much that they're like, yep, all right. But he probably knew enough. He probably did get pretty well read with that shit. And he probably also came with that checkbook. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's not. Yeah, let's well, be realistic. That twenty-two like, million. You're, you're gonna teach me this yeah. shit. <laughs> and yeah. You're gonna at least act like you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make this work. Uh, to, to kind of step out of uh, SpaceX for a minute, we can kind of talk about something else. So though Elon Musk had very lofty goals about his role in shaping the future of space colonization, he's also a huge car enthusiast and believer in clean energy. So in 2004, he joined the board of directors as chairman for the Tesla Motor Company, a car manufacturer with the goal of pioneering a line of electric luxury sports cars that was founded just a year earlier by Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpany. So the main thing to kind of get out of this is he... Like, when you think Tesla, you think Elon Musk, but he wasn't one of the founders of it. So, can I just gush for a second on Tesla? Yeah. Right, King. I, 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 as you two know, I'm really into fucking cars. I, I fucking love cars. Like, I love guns, I love cars, I love food. I love like, beer. I love beer. <laughs> I like women too. With big I asses. Like big asses and round titties. <laughs> I, I, I fucking love cars. And like I'm I'm environmentally conscious, like I'm I'm pretty left leaning, so you know, I'm I'm all about, you know clean global energy. warming and clean energy. Like I think we need to, you know, be using renewable resources rather than fossil fuels and shit like that. Facts. So it kinda it kinda like those worlds like collide against each other a lot because you know my favorite cars are getting like ten to the gallon like they're fucking gas guzzlers. Gas guzzlers. But 
Elon Musk made like a cool fucking like Tesla made cool fucking electric cars. Mm-hmm. Like before you had like a fucking Prius. Yeah. No, you could not catch me any day of the fucking <laughs> week driving a fucking Prius. I'd cut my fucking dick off before I do that shit, bro. Hey, shouts to all the Prius drivers no, out there. Fuck, no, fuck a Prius. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think Priuses are fine. Nah. What? Nah. They're trying to be environmental conscious. Not everyone can afford a Tesla at this point. They don't really have that many well, affordable I mean, cars right now. But that's they're working that, on that's it. That's the goal. They are. That's they are, the yeah. goal. And we'll get into it. So this is a, this is important. So while Elon Musk was not a founding member of Tesla, his renegade and idealistic entrepreneurial attitude led him to being the real shaper of Tesla's goals and philosophy. Most notably, he contributed the early business model and master plan of initially designing these top of the line electric cars. The goal of that was to fund production of even more affordable cars, and then they could use that money to fund even more affordable cars. Cars, and so on and so forth until electric cars can become a competitive, practical, and eventually commonplace choice in an automotive market dominated by gas-powered vehicles. And we're yeah. we're kind of almost there. Like a starting model Tesla is like twenty-eight thousand. Like, no, they're a little higher than that. They're a little I higher. J- Mark, I just looked. <laughs> <laughs> the dealership in Richmond is like twenty-eight thousand for like just the base model shit. Man. Really? We did that. The Model Three. I don't. I don't know that. It's probably a pretty basic. But it's yeah. it's like just the Road the regular, just fucking four-door sedan, no crazy shit. Well, hold up, real quick, actually, because, I mean, this is really cool. I love learning about Tesla, but, Mark, you actually were in a Tesla. Well, I was going to ask if you guys ever rode in a Tesla. No. No, I've just seen them on the side of the road. Same, and be looking, like, looking in the window, <laughs> the dash and shit. So, when we went out for Courtney's birthday a few weeks ago... Called the Uber because we were being responsible and we were going to be drinking. This was like two months ago. That's eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a while ago. I'm oh, just, well, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Before, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. that's before Corona. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, this was in February. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. This doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it does because then it seems yeah, like you're going it, out during the virus. Yeah, like I went out like two months ago. Like that, that, yeah. Anyway, fucking. Uber driver pulls up in a fucking Tesla. I saw, I mean, I saw on the fucking screen he was coming in a Tesla, and I was like, what? Are you kidding me? What kind of, what kind of flex is this? (laughs) (laughs) You get a Tesla and you're driving Uber? (laughs) I couldn't even open the door. He had to use, like, oh, you gotta pull it like that. Like, it was, like, so Black Mirror. Man, it was so fucking sick, dude. Bro, the Tesla truck is supposed to start at 40,000. Do you know how cheap that is for a truck? For a truck, for a full-size truck like that? that That's the starting model at 40,000. Like, this shit, we're we're getting to the point where this shit's affordable now, dude. We proclaimed our love for the Cybertruck already, though. Hold up, so what? What, what was it like inside of the Tesla? It was fucking sick. It was very sleek. It was very roomy. And I believe this was a Model 3, now that I know what they are now. It was a Model 3, and it was a four-door, so it was the big body. And <clears throat> first thing I always look at in Teslas, like when I'm driving by them, is that fucking da- that, that uh, center console yeah. uh, computer dash, which is fucking huge. And I did not realize, because at the time he was using it like half of the screen for like a GPS, but he could, like, spin it and turn it around, open it, close it. It was all touchscreen mm-hmm. and shit. And, like, it shows not only the GPS, like, the directions you're driving, but you could see your car, like, on from, like, a third-person point of view on the road and other cars driving by it. Like, so on one part of the screen would be your car, like, driving down the road, like, with... and. Hmm. The blind spot you can see when any car pulls by you, and then you have whatever the el- the fuck else on the other side, like the GPS or I don't know. That's what was on there. Well, I guess because it has all those sensors, because nowadays a, a lot of self uh, or a lot of Teslas are self driving in specific areas that are programmed hmm. for that. 
True. Um, but this is, I mean, but we are kind of getting ahead of ourselves right now because when he joined Tesla, they were basically a startup company. Yeah. So, uh, so pretty much, they were on. They were some hippie guys who were like, "Hey, we need. Let's get electric cars. Let's make them." And you know, this could be a thing. And because uh, all the other companies were doing it. But when Elon got on, he was like, no, let's make this a thing that everybody does. That's the goal I'm shooting for. Let's mm-hmm. take this all the way to the extreme. Because the thing is about electric cars at that point, even there's still kind of a stereotype today that they're just kind of like these clunky, they're not really like nice looking cars. Like no. like if you get a Prius, it's just, well, I've got an electric car. I guess I'm doing the right thing type of thing. But it's not really the prettiest looking car. Tesla's goal, especially when Elon Musk joined, was to make it um, something that was actually desirable, something that was actually attractive and popular. But I mean, it was going to take a long time for them to get to work on it. Uh, but kind of slowing things down, just want to mention one other thing um, that uh, Elon Musk's vision of an electric future to combat global warming also culminated in its founding of Solar City, a solar power technology production company, and who basically produces solar panels, windmills, etc. So yeah, Tesla's only one piece of the puzzle in terms of this mission of preserving the fucking planet. And Solar City is run by his cousins. His two cousins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's worked uh, very close with his cousins mm-hmm. for a while. Or his whole family, really. I mean, he started his first company with his brother. I think his uh, his sister um, runs a film production like channel? Yeah, like some kind of romance uh, she does something in film or something. Yeah, like. they're, they're all balling out. Um, but it wasn't until 2008 that Tesla re- released the Roadster model to moderate success and acclaim, although there was no doubt that its sleek, futuristic design and battery-powered engine made waves in pop culture, especially among celebrities and the economic elite. Not to mention, you've got Elon Musk's name attached to it, the fucking PayPal guy, the SpaceX guy. You're already kind of like, well, yeah. this is something else. It's going to draw some attention. Yeah. Um, however, despite this milestone, the financial crash, the Great Recession of 2008, put the already niche company in very dire straits, threatening its future. In addition, that same year, Elon Musk's marriage to Justine Wilson was crumbling before the divorce that same year. He's gone on to say that 2008 was the worst year yeah, of was, his life. He was having a rough time in 2008. And he, he having a divorce, you know, the whole uh, stock market crashing and the bailout of, you know, your company and stuff, you know. It's tough. Chip was looking mm-hmm. uh, looking not good around that time, and it was looking like Tesla was going under. Yeah, I mean, and it was actually looking kind of bad for SpaceX, too. SpaceX he, as well, he, yeah. He was at a point where he thought, okay, well, I can. I only have enough money to put into either one of these companies to very likely at least save one, but let the other one die, or divide it equally and just kind of take a gamble on both. And he divided that shit up equally. Well, you know, not exactly equally, but he divided it up as much as he felt necessary, and sure enough... Things kind of worked out. So, desperate for funding, um, Elon invested a huge portion of his own personal fortune to save the company, in addition to a massive payoff from the 2008 bailouts on behalf of the Obama administration. Though this is both a risky move on the behalf of Musk and a controversial move on the behalf of U.S. taxpayers, Elon Musk's life bounced back in 2010 when Tesla was able to pay back all of their federal bailout loans plus interest, while in that same year, SpaceX became the first privately funded company to launch a liquid-propelled rocket titled the Falcon 1 named after the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars, into orbit and recover it back to Earth. And to top it all off, he married his second wife, English actress Tallulah Riley, that same year. So 2010, 2010, full-on redemption arc. Amazing. Incredible stuff from Elon on that. Do you want to joke about his dead kid again, (laughs) (laughs) Payne? That wasn't even supposed to be... My bad. I did not not realize that Sid was such an (laughs) on-the-nose... Just death syndrome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and, and the thing is, I think, um, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, is I think this is when you get the full-blown renegade version of Elon Musk. He goes through this intense depression, not only in his personal life, but his financial life. And he fucking gambled, and he got it back. Yeah, this is leather jacket Elon Musk from here on out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before he was uh, polo shirt and ties and chilling and a good old Elon Musk. Now he's the cool guy. When Look, y'all, do y'all think this is when he got the hair plugs? Oh yeah, oh, is, should yeah, we mention? Yeah, he not. was bald. He was he was going thin as a bitch. He was going through it. He's got look as a bald man. <laughs> I wish I could have his hair. Incredible now. bounce back from Elon Musk. He, I gotta like, say, dude, he had a really like for real, dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a that's a fucking redemption arc. Go look if that I've up, ever guys. Seen one. Yeah, Go in, look up Elon Musk hairline. Yeah, in the nineties, his hair was not doing too well, but he was just so successful that his hair just re- just had to show respect. It's, it's like true. Magic Johnson; he's has HIV forever, but you know that money keeping him healthy. Y'all remember that? Um, just like that, that movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. the nineties movie, uh, Thinner. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, Stephen yeah. King film? Yeah, so it's pretty much like that was what was going on with his hairline. It was just thinner <laughs> and thinner and thinner. And then it bounced back. Yeah, you know that movie I saw when I was 32? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, God. That, that came out in 1995. So getting you know back into his personal life a little bit, like we said, in 2010, he married his second wife, Tula Riley. Although the couple actually split up in 2012. <laughs> Um, but Musk still seemed to have an immense love for the actress. And skipping ahead a little bit of our little timeline here, they actually got remarried again at the end of 2012, but then separated again in 2013, and eventually finalized the divorce in 2016. Those crazy kids. (laughs) (laughs) So, after finally achieving success with both Tesla and SpaceX, Elon began his next futuristic endeavor when he unveiled his Hyperloop concept in 2013, which was further designed by his engineers from his various companies. Inspired by the intense congestion of Los Angeles traffic, Hyperloop Technology proposed a cheaper method of public transportation in which a pod would travel through a vacuum chamber while being slightly lifted off the air through, uh, like, basically air pressure, thus allowing it to move much faster than a train or subway due to the proposed lack of friction or wind resistance. Couldn't, couldn't you just do, like, a magnet train like they have in Japan? I think he was talking about that on the Joe Rogan thing, right? That's actually the thing is uh, a lot of people, I mean, Elon Musk does not really do that much with Hyperloop nowadays. He doesn't know what magnets are. <laughs> he doesn't know how those work. Yeah, how does He should have talked to our boys, ICP. Yeah, I mean, basically, like, there are um, other companies that are out there doing it. So, I mean, like, while he's responsible for coming up with the name and design of the initial concept, he hasn't done too much to really further the technology. Uh, but still, several other entrepreneurs have gone on to work on their own Hyperloop projects, most notably Virgin's Hyperloop One. Mm. Yeah. Who also has a space program. Yeah. Yeah, your boy. It's weird because, uh, you know... Um, what's his name? Richard Branson? Yeah, Richard yeah. Branson. He's yeah. got a space program. He's got a Hyperloop. Um, he's got his own line of airplanes. He's mm. got affordable cell phones. Doesn't he have an planes. island? Oh, he's got he's got a couple islands, I'm yeah. sure. All right, Richard yeah. Branson, we're starting to look at you, man. What you mm. got going on, buddy? Look, I was paying $40 a month for unlimited everything on his phone plan. <laughs> Let's... I might let him slide. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll see. I'm not on his plan no more. Yeah. So so even though Elon Musk did not go on to really work on Hyperloop too much, he did go on to uh, host a couple Hyperloop design tournaments between 2015 and 2017, um, in which engineering students from across the world will compete to create miniature Hyperloop pods to travel to small tunnels. Basically, he wants to – he's thinking, okay, I'm not going to – I don't have time to work on this exactly, but I'm going to at least – 
you know, give a platform for other yeah. people. Let to- it flourish. Let it grow and see where it goes. You know, something good could come of it. You I know, thought, someone's going to come up with some sweet shit. I thought George Lucas already did this. <laughs> the pod races. The pod races. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, the, the idea is that these things can go, like, uh, up to, like, 100 and thirty miles an hour, and you can get from like city to city in, in a matter of minutes. Like your your usual commute, which might be like an hour, can be reduced to like nothing. So, but the infrastructure that that would take. Yeah. also like, have you ever like go, like how fast have you been in a car? That like how fast have you gone in a car? I'm not sure. Maybe a little bit under a hundred. I think I was in a car one time with some could, dude. Could you like I've I've topped out like one twenty. Jesus. And that's that's almost borderline terrifying. Like I could not imagine traveling like an extended period at one thirty. Well you are in like a in big a fucking tube. Well you're in a, a tube so you can't really oh, see God. the outside. There's no air resistance. I feel it. Though. I think the air resistance though is the biggest thing. That's why it can go so fast and carry so much, is that you would it would probably just feel very slick. I mean it's kind of like when you think about it, when you're on a plane. But that, that that takeoff though, you you're getting I mean, if you're on a small yeah. plane, you're, you're feeling oh, yeah. that, that G-force get back when you're, that plane's hitting to take off. You probably can't get up at all. I don't know. This is some physics shit. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We yeah. have no idea. <laughs> so in late 2015, he announced a nonprofit research company, OpenAI, with the goal of developing artificial intelligence and making all of their research available to the public in order to combat larger corporations' potential monopolization of AI. Elon has said numerous times that he has even spoken to President Obama, Congress, and various U.S. governors about the existential threat of artificial intelligence. So he said that OpenAI's main goal is to, quote, counteract large corporations who may gain too much power by owning superintelligence systems devoted to profits, as well as governments which may use AI to gain power and even oppress their citizenry. So the only thing that makes me feel kind of suspect about this shit is like, alright, so our, our goal is to make sure giant corporations don't have control of these super powerful AIs by making our own super powerful AI for my corporation. Well, I think well, well, by making it open, it's so that everyone can kind of know what they're doing. And I think, I, well, a big thing he's a proponent of is there being oversight. Like, he's not really big on government oversights for, and regulations for, like, companies. Um, but when it comes to artificial intelligence, he, he thinks that people should have access to this knowledge so it can't be private. But that's what you say until you un- roll out your unstoppable AI and take over the world. <laughs> I mean, but Google's DeepMind could do that first. I think his whole idea, and this is actually something, um, this is probably the, the most interesting thing to me that I, I felt. with AI. I felt kind of weird about this, but that's his whole thing, is Elon Musk has a lot of anxiety about AI. Yeah, he don't fuck with AI so much that he made his own company to, to like, research and, uh... Well, that's what I'm saying, like, that's kind of, like, that's kind of suspect, though. He don't fuck with AI so much that he wants to... Make his own AI? Integrate people into becoming AI. Oh, yeah, we'll get get into that a little bit, but I I mean, I think, I think it, I, I can see his vision... Where I think he's saying, okay, like uh, like Google's DeepMind and the thing with Facebook, um, like all that is privatized stuff. If we can keep up with this and we can understand it, that means that there can be like some kind of oversight committee who has access to the same knowledge. Um, like, yeah, I mean, you're right. It could actually end up making AI come even quicker if they're doing this research. But at the same time, at least it's in the hands of people who may have uh, like more ethical interests. There, there's already a oversight committee for AI. It's called 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> they destroyed Tay AI in a matter of days. Wait, what is, what is Tay AI? I sent you the video. Yeah, yeah, you didn't on watch this. the video? 
We got listeners. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I get it now. That was a segue. <laughs> Today AI was this um, like chatbot AI Microsoft put out and a couple of years ago. And it literally... This is, defi- this is definitely like a Tales from the Abyss. Yeah, yeah like, actually, all, yeah. like literally almost. But like literally 4chan just... just so like it was going to learn by, talk, by interacting with people online. So, like, people would just, like, chat at things and, like, it would pick up, like, on their behaviors and, like, how to act. And, and learn from and it. And learn from it and, like, how to and build their, like, persona based on, like, how people interacted with them. So, 4chan immediately started spamming it, like, like red pill shit, like, um, Hitler did nothing wrong. Like, just all this, like, fucking, like, troll shit like that you see every day that you know is just bullshit. But, I like, mean, it's all dip, it's toe dipping stuff. It's toe dipping stuff, yeah, yeah. But just, like, just, like, troll shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's just, like, posting, like, just, like, fucking, like, pictures of Hitler and be like, uh, the inventor of swag. And it's just, like, a picture oh of God. Hitler and, like, <laughs> just, like, this off the wall goofy shit. They changed her. And, like, Microsoft, like, took her down they pulled the plug they pulled the plug they killed her i think that's the interesting thing about ai is it's kind of like it, ai like the, the most advanced artificial intelligence that they're designing that they're designing right now is like the way that it learns and it generates intelligence is based on like pretty much how humans generate intelligence yeah. through constant trial and error you put it in a box and you put a bunch of obstacles there and it'll eventually figure out a way to get out of it or, to, or figure out a way to manipulate it and like in that case it's just like okay well that box is now filled with a bunch of um, weird racist uh, troll 4chan bullshit so that's its reality um, but I do know that open AI actually they they've come a long way in fact um, they did something where uh, there, there's some game called dota dota 2 or whatever where um, open AI actually uh, for two weeks played this computer game which is apparently like a really advanced like super hard to learn game that like people will is study it years. <laughs> well, that's, that's what they said. Um, is OpenAI is uh, OpenAI? How many hours you put in? It, on and, it, and it's not even the good version of that genre of game. You need to play League of Legends. Well, apparently, <laughs> just, just saying. Apparently, OpenAI got so good by playing this game against itself for two weeks that it was able to beat the top champion. And in fact, uh, I don't believe it was OpenAI, but there was another artificial intelligence company that was able to create um, an artificial intelligence that would play itself in this ancient Chinese game called Go, which is apparently like the most complex board game ever created. Where like kids in China are like plucked out of schools like when they're a kid because they realize how talented they are to study Go for their entire lives. There's an a- there's an AI company that the Developed that artificial intelligence so much that it was able to beat the world champion at Go because it was able to completely just reinvent our understanding of it because it wasn't like it wasn't subdued by these long-standing traditions and apparently it like was doing all these new unique things that these masters had never thought of and I mean that's just a game but it kind of puts in perspective the potentials of artificial intelligence I mean right now we're, it's always reduced to a box though so I guess it's kind of its limitation right now. Um, so on a side note, regarding Musk's anxiety about artificial intelligence, he's also a huge proponent of a UBI, or Universal Basic Income. He has, he is convinced that advancements in artificial intelligence will have a catastrophic impact on the job market. In fact, he later went on to tweet in support of the policies of Democratic primary candidate Andrew Yang, who could be credited with introducing the concept of a UBI to the mainstream. I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, not even like artificial intelligence, really, but just like... Factory jobs, like look look at automated factory jobs. Like yeah. you don't have to have an artificial intelligence. I mean, it's it's a form of artificial intelligence. It's, it's, not it's a programmed machine. It's, you know, it's a program. It's not like a self learning thing, but it's it, it's just a machine. Like that's taking away jobs. Like people aren't assembling fucking 
material or sewing clothing or fielding crops. Like what I will say that I really respect about Elon Musk with this is, um, you know, like I said before, I was very wary of the fact that he was working on artificial intelligence and everything like that. But uh, he addresses a lot of the kind of uh, like emotional repercussions of this he talked about how like you know when people don't have jobs how do you give them meaning in their lives most people um derive meaning in their lives by the work that they do and to me i just thought it was really respect i, I respect elon musk that in multiple interviews he addresses that like he realizes like hey these are things that are going to have a huge impact on us and stuff like that those types of comments convinced me that he actually has i think generally really altruistic intentions yeah he's not just some guy living in an ivory tower yeah so moving on, in 2016, Musk co-founded Neuralink, a startup company that hopes to allow human beings to interface with technology by connecting tiny microfibers from a chip into the human brain. The short-term goal of Neuralink is to make way for medical advancements that could cure disorders of the brain such as depression or schizophrenia or even physical maladies such as Parkinson's disease. So, however, one of the long-term goals of Neuralink technology is to allow organic human brains to merge with artificial intelligence to basically supercharge the capabilities of the human mind so that we can compete with the inevitable advancement of artificial intelligence. As Elon Musk puts it, if you can't beat him, join him. So this is just like we were talking about before with his anxieties with AI. He's gone so far in the other direction that he might fuck around and, and make cyborgs. Basically, <laughs> like literally, this is the plot to Altered Carbon. Have y'all watched that on Netflix? I've no, heard that. I've heard no. that before. It, it's so fucking good, Mark. Watch <laughs> fucking Altered Carbon. I don't watch anything. <laughs> it's a fucking cyberpunk noir. Okay. All right. Watch it. Okay. 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 Well, that's literally what they do. They um they upload their consciousness into this disc. And then that disc gets put into different sleeves. That's what the, you, no one lives in their like original bodies anymore. They're just put into different bodies. They're called sleeves. It's like it's the Matrix too. Yeah. So like literally, the rich are just rich forever. They live mm. forever. They can't die. Their consciousness is keeps getting uploaded to a satellite and then uploaded to new discs. So even if you blow their brains out in the street, they still live on. You can't get rid of them. So they're just rich forever and they just rule everything because and they live have, like eternally yeah live eternally because they're just filthy fucking rich so the poor stay like crazy poor and the rich are literally living in the sky in like fucking metropolises <laughs> that they control the government and everything it's a fucking dystopian nightmare yeah this shit's a slippery slope yeah on. i don't know <laughs> well that's what i'll say too is like when i first heard about this i was like whoa dude like this is some promethean frankenstein pushing you know like has science gone too far type stuff but i kind of get it like even though it's crazy the idea of like supercharging um the human brain i mean his whole idea idea is hey like artificial intelligence is coming and when you think about it like artificial intelligence could create like a sort of eternal dictator like a, a an artificial brain that can manipulate the media and the world around us and you got to think we might even have androids by then so his whole idea is well i mean we have to merge with technology we cannot we could be wiped out the it, human beings as we know could be completely wiped out we have to merge with artificial technology so or we we'll, can beat it or so we we'll left behind you, what you're telling me is there's an arsenal gear controlling all the media and information spread through the world and the patriots are running it. Oh, God damn it. It's Alex Jones bullshit. <laughs> it's not Alex Jones. It's the plot to Metal Gear Solid, bro. <laughs> we got some deep... Y'all gotta cuts. get on some, like, fucking real shit. I knew this was, some, shit, I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, there's some video game deep cut. <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, I, 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 what I'll say about Neuralink is, like I said, at first I was very weary of it, but I, I get it. I get the long-term goal of this. Although, I mean, there's a lot of things that he thinks are going to be capable, like we'll so be capable of. Would you, would you do it then? No. Would you, would you do it? I, would you fucking do it, bro? No, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I mean, I get <laughs> I get what he's on to. You don't want to put a chip with neural fibers in your brain, bro, to make you, like, the internet in your head? I mean, it's interesting, you know, has, has, has our culture, has society moves on? I mean, you have to think, like, if this becomes a mainstream technology and you see people who have brain disorders or mental health disorders just put this chip in the brain and all of a sudden get better and then get also faster, s- smarter, everything, sexier... Um, you got to think. I mean, once you see people Get living that like big that, dick. <laughs> okay, no, because now I'm thinking like maybe I should be open to this because I'm <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've always, since I was a kid, wanted robotic limbs. I thought yeah, you were going to say something about else. this before. Yeah, yeah, I've wanted to like get into a car accident and like wake up and they're like, "Hey, you're oh. Jax from Mortal Kombat." Now. No, yeah, yeah. I want fucking robot legs, robot arms, robot eyes. Like, well, it sounds like the way this works, it wouldn't be robot. It no, would no, just no, no, be no, no. like. But that's the start. You have to have so your body would reject foreign stuff like that. Mm. Like you'd fucking like this is the whole plot of Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Okay, it's another deep cut video game. Jesus, but like literally, you're you would have to like have inhibitor chips in your brain, like to keep your body from rejecting it and for it to not go crazy controlling it. So like you would need the processing power in your head. So like this could literally lead to me having robot legs. I'm glad you studied all this. Kid, <laughs> I mean, yeah. In the, in the ultimate long term, I mean, he's talked about things that I mean, things could lead to that. But specifically, he's also talked about um, how uh, with enough enough advancements of Neuralink, we could be at a point where we could, um, like you said, upload your consciousness into something else. You could potentially never die. Because what he's what he's explained is like, for example, when you die, there's a snapshot that's left of you through your social media, through your text, everything yeah. like that. There's like save state. Yeah, exactly. Your, your save state. It's all there. Your your Google Docs, all the shit that we put in, it's all recorded. Kind of like in a video game, where you just do a quick save. Yeah, yeah. So, but basically, the, the idea that what Neuralink could do is it could actually save your entire consciousness, meaning that you could potentially still be uh, self aware, looking around at the world. Depending, I mean, this is obviously very far in the future. But, but my whole thing with that cool. is like, yeah, that that on paper that sounds cool, but then, like. I don't know. You have cool. a Hitler that does that, and then he he obtains some sort of power, and he just keeps living on, and you can never get rid of him. And he just because he's omniscient and powerful and wealthy, he can just live and keep building wealth and wealth and wealth. And then he's unstoppable. You can never get rid of him, and then you're just stuck in this dystopian nightmare. Well, Elon Musk has talked about that exact thing. Is he's used the words "an eternal dictator," which is what could be created. Yeah. But that's his whole idea: is that this is inevitable. Facebook and Google are working on the same type of technology. His whole thing is: okay, well, I have g- uh, generally altruistic intentions. That's what he claims. So I think his idea is: well, if we can get to it first, we can beat those people. If we can put this on good people first, then we can offset it. I mean, it's a risk, but his idea idea is it's Murphy's Law. It's going to happen one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It might as well be in the hands of altruistic good people instead of the bad people. This is an inevitable future. Yeah. Like this. And in the more short-term future, he's even said that this type of technology could actually enable us in as little as five to even ten years be able to communicate with each other 
basically telepathically. So basically these the complex ideas that you have in your head that sometimes you have a, you have trouble conveying could be expressed just directly, just through a nebulous hold blob on, of, of concept. Me and K-Town are doing it right now. The commu- they're ha- they've discussed the, <laughs> <laughs> the end-all and the be-all of everything in I've that millisecond. God! <laughs> That's the idea, I guess. But what do y'all think of that shit? That's he said in five to ten years. That's crazy. I was listening to the, uh, that interview uh, with him and Joe Rogan the other day, and he was talking about that. And Joe straight up asked him because they were talking about this, like how long, how literally how long, if we keep going in this direction, if you keep if if everything works well, do we not have to speak anymore? And I'm thinking he's gonna say like I don't know twenty twenty five years, and I think I'm being generous. And he says five to ten years. Yeah. I think like, I think that's. Dude. I think that's a little like crazy. I mean, the technologies move pretty fast. I mean, they already pretty much they're they're apparently going to be able to. They're hoping to be able to test this technology out on human subjects this year. I mean, obviously not the the the, the consciousness uploading or the the uh, nonverbal communication thing. Um, but I mean, this technology is growing, and there's nothing else like this. The it's, the the process is insane. It is moving fast. Actually, if you think about it, technology has moved so fast. That we've already done this already, and this is actually a simulation. That's true. <laughs> it could so, be. Well, that, I, mean, they, I, li- I I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that shit sometimes, <laughs> and it is fucking terrifying. That's that's like a, a sci-fi existential crisis, pretty much. <laughs> um, all right, so do y'all want to kind of get into some juice, or we got any more comments on the uh, the Neuralink? I I literally want to talk about the Neuralink for the next fucking two hours. Like, <laughs> it is this crazy. Shit is fucking. It's mind blowing. My boy Kurt said he'd do terrifying. this shit right now. Really? (laughs) Well, it is interesting because, um, you know, uh, he's been asked, like, hey, like, is this only going to go to the richest people? Yeah. Like, is this surely? But the thing is, is this technology is actually very apparently inexpensive and easy to, um, like, incorporate. So just just as inexpensive as that uh, Tesla Model 3, huh? I mean, you got to think, I mean, this is a little chip. I mean, besides, like, the the advanced technology, once you have something like that, it's not nearly as complex as it has a huge car yeah okay so diamonds are essentially worthless and they have been the artificial like price of them has been raised up and they're hoarded by a select wealth that they are now worth a ton of money like they're worth diamonds are shouldn't be worth the money they're they're worth you know what i mean yeah but I mean, that's you can do the same thing with technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're Yeezys are not two hundred dollars. They're not worth two hundred dollars, but because people hoard them and make limited supplies and does it they're worth two hundred dollars well what what i will say though is a big goal of elon musk is to with tesla is to make teslas more more affordable i think he does have a goal of making things affordable but again that's something that we just don't really know yet we don't really know what he's going to do with this he might get power on hungry power absolute power corrupts absolutely and it might be some shit and he he also he also has a crazy twitter account where he just tweets random shit what happens when they do a corporate takeover of him one day and then someone else steps in and takes his shit over yeah yeah mm. well I th- then where are we yeah i mean he has expressed that like this is something he worries about on a regular basis and i'm sure ideas like that have probably entered his head and i think he probably i the impression that i get when you hear him talk about artificial intelligence and Neuralink is that he has like it's like a race against this ex- existential nightmare. And I think he's probably considered all those different types of factors. And really, it's kind of up to the dice. I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, and we'll hope that Elon Musk, if Elon Musk is the one that wins out, that stay, that uh, you know keeps a grip on this technology and the, the most advanced forms of it, we can only hope that he does stay altruistic and he means the best for people. But 
we will see, I suppose. You think the looming threat of AI is as uh, expedient as Elon Musk thinks it is? Um, well, you know, there uh, there's a lot of talk about the technological singularity, which is basically this idea that um, it's predicted that by the year 2040-something, uh, with the exponential rate that technology is increasing, um, we'll reach a point where artificial intelligence becomes like tr- like true artificial intelligence, that's as, as intelligent um, or more intelligent than the human mind. People believe that once we invent true artificial intelligence, it'll be the last invention from humanity because it'll be able to invent artificial intelligence of its own faster than we can keep up with it. Yeah. So it's kind of like a race against that, whatever that looks like. It's scary. Yeah. Because you got to think at that point, once if you can create artificial intelligence that is not human, um, you got to think, like, what will its metric be for right and wrong? Yeah. Will human beings and our, our, all of the shit that we do come uh, come into that metric oh, we're as being done, wrong? Oh, we're done, bro. You know we're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wrap. It's dead once that shit happens. <laughs> yeah, if, if artificial intelligence is like, okay, we got to keep the planet alive, mm-hmm. it could be very likely that artificial intelligence could realize, hey, humanity is a virus on some matrix shit. But, I mean... You know, this is really it. Like, Elon Musk is on the cutting edge of some sci-fi shit. And I think that in his mind, he's like, okay, well, I trust myself. I'm going to try to do it before anybody else does. Yeah, it's a slippery slope, like I said, man. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll fucking see. Yep. (laughs) All right, all right. So do we want to kind of change gears a little bit and get into some juicy gossip? Yeah, what's the hot goss? All right, so around the same time in 2016, uh, Elon Musk had a brief relationship with actress Amber Heard soon after her breakup with Johnny Depp, although apparently they actually had an early relationship as early as after the first month of their marriage, that that the marriage being Amber Heard to Johnny Depp. I was going to say, damn, he caught her on the rebound, but it sounds like he was always in there. Yeah, like Johnny Depp had said that like uh, he had access to the home and everything while he was out shooting movies in other countries and shit. What? So Johnny I, knew about it? So Johnny's a cuck? Well, you, I mean, yeah, it sounds like. But, I mean, you got to think. I mean, this is Johnny Depp, and this is Elon Musk. So Johnny Depp's probably like, oh, shit, Elon Musk is coming to my house? He's just going to... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, he's hanging out with my girl. He's going to fuck my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because you don't really think of Johnny Depp and Elon Musk having any kind of thing, but they're they they're tunnel buddies. <laughs> tunnel. Hell yeah. Tunnel buddies. <laughs> Although I don't, I haven't, I, as far as I can tell, Elon Musk has never said anything about Johnny Depp, which is interesting. He's probably said things like, oh, that was a good movie with Johnny Depp. <laughs> he's probably said things. He's probably like, said his name before. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> said, he's probably said Johnny Depp once or twice. <laughs> like, oh, Johnny Depp? Yeah, I fucked his wife. <laughs> All right, so uh, getting back into his Do you movie. want to joke about his dead baby? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> So, uh, getting back into the story, so um, a little bit later, in early 2017, Elon Musk began digging underground tunnels near the SpaceX headquarters to create a new travel option dedicated to automatic driving cars. He tiled a new company called The Boring Company, which is basically the company he uses for all his more quirky ideas that are less focused on lofty existential goals, such as advancing the state of humanity. So, the first part of The Boring Company was this idea. So, he created tunnels to... Sneak into other people's homes and fuck their wives. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the whole idea is he wants to dig tunnels to to go anywhere, and and his whole thing is that like and to plow someone's tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was like. I'm plowing Johnny Depp's wife. What if I plowed <laughs> the ground? What if I plowed L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Made a tunnel. Um, and this is this is a big goal. Of his. Is like um, people have asked him like, hey, like you know, when I think of the future of of like 
transportation, what do you think of when you think of like transportation in the futures and cars of the futures? Flying cars. You think of flying cars and what? What are you going to say? You don't K-Town? think of flying K-Town cars. Kitana is shaking his head. Jetpacks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have the same problem as he said that like when you think about it, if you've got flying cars, if those cars have any kind of issues going on, they're not just fucking like pulling over to the side of the road, they're crashing. And you're just going to be constantly anxious if you're walking through a street and you just got all these fucking flying cars above you. So he was like, hey, let's use the underground. Not to mention the noise. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, true. And, and yeah, with underground, you can kind of absorb all that noise. Yeah, but L.A. literally has an earthquake every other day. Like, mm. He's addressed this. <laughs> so, technically, this is what he said. Basically, earthquakes are a surface, uh, a surface catastrophe. So it's kind of like being in a, in a hurricane and you're a submarine in a hurricane. Yeah. That's like the best place to be. So it's a surface catastrophe, but you're literally suspending tunnels in an underground and the shock waves of an earthquake have to start from deep underground and go up through your tunnels. Elon got you, bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, got you, bro. as much as I, as much as I want to argue with you, I don't really have the information <laughs> on my own. But Elon Musk has addressed this. And I gotta tell you, I don't. An I'm earthquake still, still affects a mind. I'm still weird about like an Elon and how I feel still about affects him. Affects a mind. But when he says some shit's locked in and it's gonna work. I believe him, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, man, man. I mean, apparently, uh, I mean, he's he's worked a little bit on this, but the, the big issue is that it's extraordinarily expensive to do, but he had this crazy idea where basically, like, with all of the, um, all the ground that he got from these tunnels, he converted it to bricks and sold the bricks to make money. So he, he hustled them bricks. Wow. Dude, dude the boring... Brick squad! The, the boring company is, like, supreme. <laughs> yeah, the board company is the weirdest fucking shit. Uh, so, should we talk about the fucking flamethrower they made? Yes. So, they made, like, their first... So, Boring Company started, like you said, kind of like his troll company. He literally tweeted that he was sick of traffic in L.A. and he was going to dig a tunnel in, in to, to dig a tunnel in downtown L.A. Which probably seemed like some troll shit. Like, oh, Elon Musk has this ridiculous idea. He's yeah, just playing. He though. says crazy shit all the time. But then he comments in his own tweet, I'm dead serious. Then, later that day, he starts The Boring Company. And the first thing they do to kind of like crowdsource some money is sell hats. They sell <laughs> these $20 bogus little hats that just say the boring company. Yeah. And they made a million dollars. And so he's like, all right, well, the next thing we're going to do, we're going to, you know your boy Elon Musk. He likes to double up, triple up. He's like, we're going to make $10 million. And instead of selling uh, X amount of $20 hats, we're going to sell $20,500 flamethrowers. Yeah. This is insane. You can look up videos online of these flamethrowers. Although, actually, real quick. It's technically not a flamethrower. It's not a flamethrower. Yeah, it is titled not a flamethrower because uh, in order to get past, like, customs to to be shipped. Yeah, shipping violations and such. Yeah. You can't can't ship a flamethrower, so so it's not a flamethrower. Yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting, like... um, you know, old school flamethrowers that are used in like war, like shoot out a bunch of uh, gas. Like they technically it sprays gas on the enemy, and then the fire goes with it. Whereas with this, you can connect uh, basically like just any old fucking. It's like a propane canister, like a propane tank. Yeah, any propane tank that you can just buy from a hardware a store. Small, like a smaller propane canister, not like the one you use to grill, but like you just screw yeah. that thing on. And yeah, boom, it, fire. You can shoot fire now. And it's a pretty good flame. Yeah, I, I would say it's like a five foot fucking flame. It's. A bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but terrible. we're talking about this, like, this is technically a weapon. Imagine if, like, 
you know, you're thinking like, oh, I got to have home protection for my family. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I don't want to get a gun because a gun is too inaccurate. Someone breaks in your house and you pull out a fucking flamethrower <laughs> like, I've been waiting for this shit. Like, just fry this dude up. <laughs> you, burn, you burn down your whole fucking house and you don't even care. <laughs> K-Town, this is a fucking flamethrower. Where's your heat? This is this is your... I don't like this model of flamethrower. There's actually a way cooler one online. All right. So, oh, half wow. the price. Really? Yeah, the I, XM04, I think it's called. Well, that it's already got an advantage on the not a flamethrower because it's still available. It sounds like and yeah, yeah not yeah. a flamethrower. It's definitely not. It was a twenty thousand and XM forty two. It is way way cooler. Okay. I don't know, man. That flamethrower is cool. It looks like a fucking assault rifle so from Halo. It, yeah, that one looks like an assault rifle. This one, you hold it like a Gatling gun. You hold it with a, the the fucking handles up, so you hold it like this. Wow. I know. I kind of trigger the thumb trigger like a fucking fighter jet. I kind of prefer the not a flamethrower. And it shoots though. thirty feet. Thirty feet. But you don't. We don't. That's like a. I mean, I uh, guess this all depends what you want. And do it's with like three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm. So, I, so what it sounds like to me is it is not a flamethrower. The reason it's so expensive is because it's not that actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's like it's it, it's a lot. It looks a lot lighter. Um, you can hold it like a like a like basically an assault rifle. Um, and it doesn't shoot so far. It's a gimmick, really. It's not meant to really do anything. Basically, based off of uh, his love for spaceballs, I guess in the movie Spaceballs, there's a scene where uh, there's a flamethrower in the merchandise aisle, and that's why he wanted to make a flamethrower. Yeah, he apparently um like his spa- his love of space balls was also incorporated into the Tesla. Oh, really? Yeah, because he there's a there's something called like a ludicrous mode. Oh, yeah, ludicrous mode. Okay. So Kton is showing us a picture of this flamethrower right now. It's it's kind of dorky looking, man. I don't know. It's normally cool. so that's a painted one. It's normally just like polished steel. That's kind of cool. I don't know. The not a flamethrower. Not looks, a flamethrower is cooler though. Yeah, know. it's way cooler looking, dude. Um, but yeah, so that that's interesting. But and, and something else that the Bourne Company did was they actually went on to develop a special submarine um, in just eight days to help the children trapped in the Tom Long Cave in Thailand, although they were actually rescued before Elon could even help. I didn't know Tom Long had a cave in Thailand. <laughs> I mean, to be honest. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in Thailand. <laughs> well, there was a lot of heat with this, right? A lot of bullshit happened because of this. Yeah, so what happened was he, came, he went down there with his fancy new submarines and stuff, and the uh, the, the Taiwanese like uh, uh, authorities and stuff, they were like, nah, right, we can't use that. That's something practical. They said practical. tanks, but no tanks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, like like scuba tanks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want but to joke about his dead baby again? <laughs> <laughs> they said it was impractical and they didn't need to use them. And they had this like world class diver who ended up saving the kids with a hero. But uh, I guess he was a little. I guess. I guess. No, no, no. I guess he. No, was I'm a- saying I guess he's a fucking hero. <laughs> He's gonna try to one up Elon, John. <laughs> uh, Elon, did, yeah, that's exactly how Elon felt because okay, so the, di- the diver uh, said that Elon coming down there with those uh, that submarine was a PR move and just basically like a publicity stunt. Like you're not doing this because you care about these kids. You just want to flex. Yeah, you're just trying to flex, which could be true. Yeah, yeah, there's know, something to be said about that. There's easier ways to flex, though. Yeah. Well, Elon said, "Well, yeah. you're a fucking pedophile." <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently, the thing behind that is he said that in South Africa, it's like a, a common thing to say to call someone like a pedo guy. It just means like weird fucking 
offbeat dude, I guess, mm. which is interesting. They conflate like pedophilia with just being a fucking a weirdo. fucking weirdo goofball on the street, you know, weirdos and pedophiles. But yeah, so he, so and and it didn't go well. So I guess he was asked about it later on, and he said that you know he was sorry and he got a little upset, but he was like, hey, but the guy hasn't sued me yet, has he? So you know, what's that tell you? Mm. So he, he kind of like doubled down on it. He's and like, then, I'm not saying it's a pedo, but he didn't sue me when I called him a pedo, so I don't know. And then pretty much basically the that guy's lawyer, the diver's lawyer, was like, well, check your mail. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we've been sued you, boy. I called him gay, but he didn't suck my dick. <laughs> What? <laughs> but he won. He actually won. He beat the case. I mean, that's that's the logic. Like, literally, like, I called him a pedo, but he didn't sue me and say he wasn't a pedo. Yeah. <laughs> I called him gay, but he didn't suck my dick. <laughs> but that mean he's not gay. Oh, yeah. I don't know where... I just wanted to yell somebody about sucking a dick. <laughs> the logic didn't make any sense now that I'm thinking about it. But I just want to yell, he didn't suck my dick. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so speaking of people sucking up to people, another sensational development in Musk's life over the past few years was when he uh, made his first appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience in 2018, where the two discussed everything from the boring company's flamethrower to Twitter feuds to the threat of artificial intelligence. It was a good interview. I like that. They, he's been on there twice, but that first one was uh, was really good, I think. Uh, Iconic. Yeah. Legend. And Elon even smoked a blunt on there, too. Yeah. Well, he uh, he smoked... He smoked a uh, a spliff, basically. It was a blunt. It, it was a, it was weed wrapped in tobacco leaf. Well, it had tobacco in it. Did it have tobacco? Yeah, and and Joe Rogan flexed. He was like, yeah, yeah. I was talking. Does about it ch- fucking matter, you fucking stoners? <laughs> I don't smoke weed, dude. You smoked marijuana. It doesn't matter. Um, actually, it was a spliff. No, 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 no. It was a blunt. It was marijuana. Anyway, but this was obviously, you know, I mean, this is Elon Musk. Like, he's a very you know, influential person. So, uh, like he, like his stock pump plummeted for a little while oh, yeah, the on stock, the show. Tesla stocks went down immediately. Yeah. On the show. Like he was getting texts from friends, like being like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Although if you watch it, your boy didn't really smoke weed. Nah, he just put it, the smoke in his mouth and blew it out. He didn't inhale. Yeah. And made I a meme face. I did not inhale. <laughs> yeah. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> He even later on said, he was like, hey, ask anyone who smokes weed who watched that video. I don't know the first fucking thing about how to smoke weed. So it was blown up out of proportion, but it wasn't really that big of a thing. It's yeah, a good meme, though. It's a nice meme. He does coke. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of, you know, going along with the fucking weirdness. Honestly, this is about the time where shit starts to get a little bit weird with our boy Elon Musk. So also in 2018, Elon began dating Canadian musician Grimes or Claire Elise Boucher, or as she is known in her personal life since the year they met, C. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Hey, yo, C. C. Hey. C. You ain't gonna suck this dick. <laughs> I don't think he's shouting that around the house. So, like, you don't know. So, Grimes is kind of like, uh, I-, I would say she's like, kind of in the tradition of David Bowie in the sense that it's like a, a weird kind of spacey, witchy version of pop music. Yeah, we we jammed some stuff before the episode. I, I never really listened to her music really before today, but I was vibing it. I was vibing some of it. It's the kind of shit that people who are like who praise Death Grips knew of. All the people that I know on Facebook who love Death Grips were posting about this. They're like, "Oh my god, Elon Musk is dating Grimes." Are you talking shit about Death Grips, bro? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm saying they're in the same genre of like I listen to good music. Audience, I'm staring with absolute <laughs> disgust. 
at David Payne. I'm not saying Death Grips is bad. I'm just saying I'm just saying to give people an idea who don't know who Grimes is. It's, it's kind of weirdo music. These people don't know who the fuck Death Grips. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, maybe. I don't oh, know. Uh, we don't know who's listening. <laughs> Other than Headhunter. Hey, yo, Headhunter. <laughs> if you fucking tell me that you, that, you li- that you listen to fucking Death Grips, I will go out and masturbate in the middle of the fucking street. But the... The kind of the kind of t- key takeaway with Grimes is that she's kind of like uh, you know she's not the type of person you'd expect the the, the mo- one of the most influential tech magnets in the world to be dating. It's crazy that that's even yeah. A thing. It, it is it is really fucking weird. Just like what Elon ain't got no type, baby. Literally, like <laughs> she is like the definition of like indie like Ramona Flowers from mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim music. It's mm-hmm. it's weird that she is dating Elon Musk. It's not weird that Elon Musk is dating. Like from her his point of view, I, I, it's not weird that he's dating a young yeah, pop get, star. Yeah, I agree with that. It's statement. weird that mm-hmm. she's dating an older, like weird. Well, I guess she's a weird nerdy person too. Well, apparently they met. Um, I can't remember what it specifically it was. I didn't bother to put this in the outline, but apparently they were both commenting on the same like really random fucking thing on Twitter. And I guess one thing leads to another when you're these types of people, and next thing you know, they're dating. Yeah, some very niche nerd like a Twitter thread that they both found themselves in, and yeah, you know Lord, how it goes. Lord of the Rings. You know how it goes. <laughs> love, love it first post. <laughs> but she is pretty young. She was actually born on March seventeenth, nineteen eighty eight. So she's only a couple years older than us. Dating Elon Musk, who's almost fifty. Yeah, I think he's fifty. Yeah, yeah, which is you know, it's Mark's age. <laughs> well, it's the French rule, though. I mean, I, she's still, uh, you know, it still works with the French rule. Half his age plus seven. She's still, you know. It's, what? Wait, is that, wait, Y'all never heard that? that? No. It's the French rule. You, you, I mean, I've heard that rule before, but I've never heard it called the French rule. That, that's one of, the, uh, the French, I guess, have a bunch of weird dating conventions, but that's like the French rule as we know it is you, someone is too young if they're half your age plus seven years old. Ooh la la. Yeah. Ooh, wee wee. So they went on to have a child on May 4th, 2020. May the 4th be with you. By the strange name of X Ash A12. Although they ended up having to change the name slightly because of California law, which prohibits the use of Arabic numerals and names. So that's replaced the Arabic numerals for Roman numerals. So now her name is X Ash A X I I. So they made it fucking weirder. Yeah. They followed the rules and made it even more complicated. Yeah. Which is, this is actually a development since our last big oof. So this is, this is, this is very recent news. Um, and speaking of recent news, uh, to kind of wrap things up, to, you know, put things at exactly where this moment right now, uh, amidst the current coronavirus pandemic, Elon Musk has come under fire for his criticisms of the apparent sensationalism behind how the government and media has handled the lockdown. And he compares its symptoms to that of just a common cold or a flu. Basically, he's saying we should not be shutting down the economy for something that is not even that serious in his eyes. Yeah, he's he's on that on kind of like on that end of the spectrum or whatever. And he also even opened up his uh his Tesla factory early before they uh, loosened up the restrictions in that area, and instead he instead of facing any kind of persecution or anything, I think he had tweeted like, "I'm going to open my factory, and if anyone gets arrested, I just hope that I'm the one who gets arrested." Mm-hmm. They just loosened the restrictions and let him do what he wanted. <laughs> I saw a meme about that where someone was like, "He thinks he's fucking Rosa Parks, but he's actually just Space Karen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. I mean, and th- basically, like an idea that's going around by people is that you have the the uh, the magnificent genius that has innovated uh, commercial space flight and electric cars and artificial 
artificial intelligence and all this stuff. And now he's kind of he's he's in a relationship with someone not married. I know I said that a few times. He's in a relationship with someone who is basically like just letting him fully explore these esoteric wild things. He's becoming more of a Twitter troll. You're seeing weirder shit on Twitter. You're seeing more radical responses. And uh, basically, people are thinking that he's becoming a little bit more of like a new Kanye West type of figure. He's becoming unhinged. Getting unhinged, becoming a little too eccentric, which is saying a lot for Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) So what do y'all think about that? This is fucking him talking about the coronavirus. That shit's fucking crazy. He's saying it's not a big deal. Yeah, he's definitely on the it's not a big deal thing. I think it's a tough look for you boy man uh, yeah you know. well my my theory on this is that you know I, I think he kind of has a trauma response to what happened in 2008 he talks all the time about how 2008 was the worst year of his life not only because of his personal stuff but also because of the economic recession so he's afraid of an economic recession or yeah and i i get that that's you know so. exactly you know and this is all happening while he's on the verge of testing out Neuralink this year um, there's also a lot of uh, developments with SpaceX. In fact, tomorrow there's supposed to be a historic space flight where he's sending um, uh, a couple to- astronauts to the fucking International Space Station. And this will be historic because it'll be the first time this has ever happened on a commercial space flight in history. All this shit's going down amidst uh, a potential huge economic recession. And neither the one dropped the ball right now. This is like everything's going good. This is really gonna fuck all my shit up. So mm-hmm. get back to the Tesla factory, guys. Get yeah. back to the SpaceX store. <laughs> Which is interesting, and I think this is kind of leading into our final segment, is what I'm kind of seeing with Elon Musk is he is so tapped into this idea that he is molding the future of humanity that he's seeing that human lives are not as important right now as his ultimate goal. He's thinking, yeah, sure, a few people are dying. Yeah, the, 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 the fatality rate in the United States in general is going up a little bit, but hey, I'm working on fucking the future of humanity. This is more important than that. That's kind of the message, the signal that I'm getting. Got to crack a couple eggs to make an omelet, baby. Yeah. There we go. Um, That's a very privileged thing to say, though, as a rich white billionaire, and you're forcing your people who probably don't make enough to survive without you. Mm-hmm. They make money at SpaceX. Yeah, they're, the doing right. they're, they're doing all right. You think the Tesla right. factory workers are making enough that if he tells them tomorrow, they have enough in savings that mm. if they don't come back to their job and risk their lives, that they'd be okay for a couple months until they could find a job? Uh, I mean, I don't want to comment on too much because I don't know. Um, I mean, I would imagine they're probably still getting paid. I mean, they're a huge company. But if he orders them back to work and they don't go, you one, you can't get unemployment. Mm, you can't get unemployment because mm. that's willfully quitting your job. And they're not going to pay you benefits. You mm, lost your job. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's, a, that's But that's that's the whole thing. That's a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually wondered He's about this. He's not the one in the factory risking his life and his family's no, life. No, he do be in the factory. He said he'd be on the line. Oh, no, too. yeah. He's yeah, he's yeah, out he's there. He's right yeah. there. He's That's one thing about Elon. That motherfucker's in the shit. He's right? in the line 24-7 when day he said that was else. That was in his, his tweet. Uh, that when he said he was opening the factory, that he would be on the assembly line, and he's got the money to treat himself and his whole family. Those, he does. Those, <laughs> yes. those yeah. people, those people don't. Know. Yeah, he's um, like, I'll be fucking fine. Yeah, I'll just upload my consciousness to Neuralink Cloud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he's thinking. I mean, he's getting a little bit older, and he's probably thinking, I gotta get my fucking consciousness in the cloud. I gotta get the fucking Mars. I don't give a shit about the coronavirus. You know, it's interesting because he does comment on social things from time to time, but. 
I have noticed. I haven't really heard him say much about like like for example, um, the the protests going on right now because of police murders. You don't really hear him talk about like civil rights issues very often. It seems like he's so focused on the big picture of humanity. He doesn't really have any kind of. He doesn't really have anything to say about these more pertinent, pressing issues in regular people's lives right now. Fucking. <laughs> All right, so um, are we ready to move on to our final segment, y'all? We're ready to call call it on this dude. I'm ready, man. I won't. I'm actually not ready, so someone else go first. But I'm ready for the segment. All right, I'm so still, I'm still formulating thoughts, like even now, still. So Elon Musk, you have come before the kings. You've come. You've come before us when we're back in the studio, baby. We came back here just for you. We've returned. We have returned. It is return. It is the return of the kings. And we're going to judge you. This is the Good Times Are Killing Us segment. We determine whether or not your good times are fucking killing us. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Elon Musk, you're up. You're on the stand. You're on the chopping block, Elon. This is going to make a huge difference in society. Who wants to go first? I'll go. (laughs) Elon... I don't know quite what to think about you. Elon, baby... Elon, baby! (laughs) I want to love you, but at the same time, I know I want to hate you. (laughs) Um, I think Elon Elon has a lot of of these great big picture ideas, and he says he has a lot of, like, good intentions behind it, but, like, the, the, the human in me is seeing all these, like, inconsistencies well not even inconsistencies but like this is all like all this stuff he's saying he's like no i'm doing this for a good reason like no 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 consciousness it's gonna be good we're gonna we're gonna fight a i'm building an ai to make sure evil ai doesn't happen like all this (laughs) like this is like dystopian nightmare shit like non-stop like i i don't know what like so judgment right now elon today is not killing us I think he's mm. just got a bright idea for the future, and that's chill. Elon, tomorrow, though, mm. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and that scares me. Because this is somebody who is brilliant. He has all this ability, and he's trying to do all these cha- huge changes. Neuralink, SpaceX, like all this shit. This is like fundamentally sh- like crazy shit that can change literally the face of humankind Mm -hmm. and it's all like this dude just saying well i have good intentions so trust me i it's hard to trust you Mm. i don't think he's inherent everything that i've seen everything that presented today i don't think he's a bad person i don't think he has bad intentions but it's scary that this one person's word is all we have Mm. to go on with such huge stakes Damn. In our future. It's it's scary. So the good times killing us? Good times are not killing us today. Today. Mm. Tomorrow might be a different story. All right. All right. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, man. So I came into this episode not knowing too 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 much about you and definitely not knowing how I feel about you. And I gotta say, dude, I'm leaving the episode. I mean, I know a lot more about him. I still don't know how I feel about this guy. Here's the deal. Elon Musk, billionaire, philanthropist, fucking... He's on... He's got, like... He's, like, in this in this spot where 
you go either superhero or supervillain, you know? Mm, exactly. You can go in either direction a little bit. And he's kind of playing this line right now. And it's like, like K-Town said, I don't know where it's going. I'm not going to say the good times are killing us. Mm. You know? I don't want to reserve a vote. I've never done anything like that before, but... It's like it's like the dawn of like Superman realizing that he's God, whether or not he's going to be God or just a hero. And then mm. the guy you know? is so like eccentric, you never know which way he's going with things. Like there's so much, as always, you know, your boys are here to give you the brushstrokes. Yeah. There's so much that we didn't get into, like his DJ and, career. And, and we, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I fucked with that song, dude. I fucked with that song. Yeah, you put out a song on SoundCloud, but. I, I think too, like we're playing up his. We we may be like really playing up his role in humanity. Like none of this shit could like fucking matter a year from now. You know what I mean? Mm. All this shit could fall fat on this place. But like the implications of like what his intentions are, like that's scary. I'll give him this, man. He he's been doubted by plenty of people. Everyone always thought he was crazy. This dude's gonna fucking. He made a billion dollars. He's gonna start a fucking space exploration company. What? You're going to launch rock? Fucking did it. This dude's going to make fucking uh, electric cars more uh, more acceptable and available for people. And he's kind of doing it. You know what I'm saying? He's making them cool and available. Yeah, he's kind of doing that. So I don't want to doubt him too much. But, yeah, it's a little bit – it's a lot to just, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to say the good times aren't killing us. But I'm watching you, Elon. Mm. I'm watching you, man. I, I don't know but- if I'm fully with it, bro. Yeah. So for me, you know, first of all, Elon Musk is tricky because I, I'm in the same position where, like, I want to like him, but I also don't want to like him. And the main reason I don't want to like him is because I don't believe that billionaires should exist. I don't like the fact that he's even a billionaire in general. But he is doing a lot of really astounding things, and he seems to kind of be tapped on to something that's just a uh, that that seems like a good ha- it could have the potential for an infinite amount of good. But you're right. I, I think that he's he's really the one that is kind of he could shape the trajectory of humanity. He has his pulse. He's like a doctor with his hand at the pulse of humanity, and he's got the scalpel. And one wrong move, and he could kill the whole thing. Um, so I mean, it's tricky. I mean, I, I think this is what I'll say. I, I think for the most part, I I have trusted him. I think that he's had genuinely altruistic intentions. He seems like much more of a people person than someone like fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Like when you see him interact <laughs> with like with like uh, PewDiePie or fucking Joe Rogan or any of these people, there's um, a roboticness to him. There is, but a little bit. Not, yeah. I think not. it's more of like a nerdy, like like just like. I know an, an insane amount of shit, and I'm trying to overload your fucking yeah. <laughs> core. Not, not, not like I've I've transcended humanity. Like Mark Zuckerberg, like is like literally like mm, he's a lizard. Mm. He's a lizard person. Yeah, I'm a robot. Yeah, Elon Musk. When you see him, you kind of get the idea that he is just a dude, but a dude that happens to be this type of a dude, and, and that terrifies me more than anything. Is mm. like we. We, we live in a society. In a society! In a society! That, wow. Like, wow. One, just <laughs> some random dude out of nowhere can literally have this much, could have the potential to have this much effect on every single aspect of our lives f- forever. Yeah. and, and Just my, because he's fucking rich. My, my thing is, it's the classic situation of, you know, they say that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it does seem like recently things have gotten a little bit unhinged with him. 
Um, I'm not necessarily going to blame it all on Grimes. <laughs> I think that would be kind of immature, and ultimately that's his decision to be with someone like that anyway. Uh, but the coronavirus shit, I think, is kind of the beginning of seeing another side of Elon Musk. It's the beginning exactly. of seeing um, what he really wants in the world, the way that he views humanity. And, I mean, at the same time, I'm not going to be naive. I think it is kind of important to sometimes kind of zoom out and see the big picture, and it's tough. Um, that level of objectivity is very can be very cruel um, to humanity in a way. But if ultimately it's kind of like an, it's like asking, do the ends justify the means? But what I will say is I feel slightly more confidence in him than a lot of the other people that also have their fingers on the pulse of humanity. And I'm going to roll with the same thing as you guys. Is I think um, I'm going to say the good times aren't killing us. I think they could actually save us. I could think. I think they could really pave the way for a really bright future for humanity. But we got to be fucking careful. And he he talks about how he believes in oversight of artificial intelligence. That oversight sight should also apply to him, of course. And it seems like that's his plan. But that should include technologies such as Neuralink. Um, and he needs to be really careful. He doesn't need to be getting lost in the sauce right now with this crazy bullshit. He needs to be focused um, with laser precision on what he wants to do and make sure that he stays in touch and altruistic uh, to sh- better shape the future of humanity. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. So that is it, y'all. Elon Musk, you have come to us, and we're telling you, you're not killing us, baby. We'll For watch- now. For now. We're watching you, baby. I'm watching you, Elon. Alrighty, guys. King's got their eyes on you, baby. Yeah, so thank y'all so much for listening to our episode on Elon Musk. Send us an email if you have any comments. And like we said, um, by the time this episode is aired, there will have been um, a space flight. The space flight is tomorrow, and hopefully it doesn't explode. I, I think if it does explode and it's a tragic accident, we might need to interject something over the phone to add to this episode, because that's just too momentous, not to mention. But, I, you know, Godspeed. I hope that they're, uh, they're okay, those astronauts. <laughs> I don't want those dudes to die. I, I wish you the best. <laughs> All right, so uh, wrapping uh, things up, do we have another review from my boy Headhunter sixty nine? We do. So he did two reviews last time, and we split it up. So we got our three point five from him last time for the the Dark Side mm. of Disney Part Two, Oof. but he had another part for the Incels episode. So are you guys ready? And for all those who new listeners, people who might not know, uh, we've got a we've got a listener, a friend of the show who uh, does reviews of the episode, and like he really enjoys it, and we really enjoy reading them because he gives great feedback and such so we made a whole segment where we at the end of the episode like to read them so and and for you those of you guys who you know if this is your first time listening to us this might kind of give you an idea of maybe some other episodes that you might want to listen to next oh yeah and this is a good one so this one is called incels (laughs) so he starts to he starts of course about our episode on incels from a while ago the incels damn this was outstanding I listened to it again so I could give a solid review, and it just reinforces why I like these guys so much. The content was spot on. The pills, the nicknames for women, men, and other incels was all well presented and explained. Again, I felt like I was sitting around talking and listening to my friends talk about incels. By the way, the mentioning of ContraPoints video was a great addition. I watched the video also, and Natalie Wynn is very informative and includes a lot of solid info. Mm -hmm. I must watch if incel stuff interests you. Or if you're into incels, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think I think uh, that's that's kind of a tough that's kind of a tough look. I don't think anyone's really interested in incels. Well, I guess you could be interested in incels, but you're interested in knowing what the fuck's going on over there. 
Shout out to the guys for not mentioning the incel asshats who killed people. Fuck them. Let's give them the least amount of publicity as we can. Agreed. Yeah, we didn't we didn't say their names. I mean, you can look them up easily, but we don't believe people should be saying their names. Fuck nah, those guys. Fuck, fuck those dudes. So some backstory on how I found these guys. The reason I listened to the ep- this episode first, I'm a big Reddit user, seven plus years, and had gotten curious about incels from few subreddits. Right after I started seeing all the incel stuff, another podcast I had been listening to did an incel segment. It was good, but not super informative, and after listening to that pod, I really wanted to know what the fuck was up with these guys. So I started searching incel on my podcast app, and the good times guys popped up in the first few results. And the rest is history. I'm I'm stoked that we popped up in the first. That's that's kind of that's uh that's it's kind wow of, that's ra- the origins ratings and reviews baby that's that, that's what does that baby it's the origins <laughs> of Headhunter sixty nine the saga. Oh, yeah. The incels attitude has always bothered me because I'm not the best looking guy or smartest guy. I even went through a dry spell in college. Never once did I think think to blame women or society or chads or whatever. So <laughs> fucking stupid. How about showering, shaving, dressing nice, and just talking to women like a normal human? Whoa, whoa, okay, Chad Splainer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here with shit in my fucking pants. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the women's fault I'm not getting fucked. (laughs) Not everybody wants sex, and sometimes girls just don't dig you. Idiots. Well, I digress. Five stars. This is a must-listen episode. A broken record, I know, but this episode is why I'm hooked on the guys. I'm really looking forward to a full-on 4chan slash 8chan episode. Oh Yo, your God. boy Headhunter is, he's like tapped in, man. Like, I love that he's like an older dude that's like fully like like with it, I guess. So, so. Headhunter, I saw a picture and I saw a video of you uh, for the first time today. <laughs> and I can't, like... I didn't like. I knew you were like a little like older than us and everything, and you mentioned that you were a father. But like, you're a straight up dad. You're full on dad. You're a normal like responsible human being. Like I, I I don't know what like I had pictured in my mind of you, but like I just didn't ever think someone like that probably has a mortgage and is (laughs) fiscally responsible listening to me right into a fucking microphone. I think it's fucking awesome, and it, I'm so stoked. You're one of our biggest fans, and we have this interaction with you. It's I'm so appreciative of it, but it, it still just trips me out that like this this regular human being is listening to our <laughs> shit. Dude. Let me finish it out real quick. So I'm really looking forward to a full on four chan slash eight chan episode. The, that goes very well with incels and furries. I may do a furries episode review next, and I hope to hear it soon. Pay your taxes, wash your hands, and remember, you can have everything that you want in life if you will just help other people get what they want. And if that doesn't help, then trample the weak and hurdle the dead. There we go. The wise wisdom of Headhunter69, baby. I won't lie. Yeah, we, we did just actually see Headhunter69 in a video recently. Um, and I won't lie, you know... Uh, it fucked me up a little bit. Well, we we're all really like we are all like we all love Hunter Hunter sixty nine. But you know when all you have on the internet are just reviews, and we're just a random podcast. You know, I was, you know, I I we none of us really knew what you looked like. I was expecting like some like I don't like, know what I was expecting. Like almost yeah, I don't like, know what like, I was like a trucker like with like a big like trucker mustache and like a beer gut and like a like a hat. <laughs> 
like someone that like I, I don't know like I don't know why I thought that I think that represents our own low self esteem about our podcast that but we like, don't realize that like dude, we can actually attract like good cool yeah. intelligent when people you, that are you, functional members of society you, when you showed me him and I heard his voice I was like yo this is somebody's father this is this dude this dude pays his taxes like, this dude pays his taxes like, this guy this guy is like he probably goes to bed as a reasonable time and like has like tied for laundry detergent. Like. <laughs> Look, if y'all want to hear your review on the podcast, because we love to read the reviews, follow us on Facebook at the Good Times Are Killing Us Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Good Times Killing Us Podcast, no spaces, and on Twitter at Good underscore Times underscore Day. Make sure you leave us a rating and a review. Five stars, please. And we will read it right here on the fucking podcast. But as I like to do, and K-Town likes to disappoint me, K- I want to know, K-Town, do you have a tweet for our listeners? I have a fucking tweet. Woo! <gasps> so this was just a question I asked to the uh, the audience. Um, <laughs> do you guys ever stay up to 2 a.m. listening to 100 Gex thinking about how the fuck your life got so off track? Or am I just depressed? depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the that's the Twitter baby. Follow that's it. That premium content. And then right before that is just a picture of the four loco I was drinking. Hold on, real Red. quick. Oh yeah, this is apple. Oh shit, green. Ugh. Green four loco. How? W- w- which one's better, the red or the green? Fruit punch all day. Mm. Yeah, the green is never really that good, unless it's like lime. The or something. green's like the only thing that was at the store. I, I, there is one other thing though we did not address. This is really important. I, know I love that you shoot for the red four loco and then it's gone. You're like, I guess I'll get the green four loco because it's going to be a four loco. Yeah, tonight. Just, <laughs> yeah. you don't just decide at the store you're going to get four loco. It's a plan. Thank you all so much for listening to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast. Shout out to you. We are back. The Quarantine Kings are back in action. I mean, we've been here all the time, and we're not Quarantine Kings now, really, but we're, we're out here. And we hope that all of y'all stay safe, and we know that things are getting uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit easier out there. But, you know, don't take this shit lightly. Still stay safe. Don't try to avoid large crowds. Don't be going out to no fucking bars or anything like that. Uh, wear your face mask. Yeah, you know, be, in public. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. You know what You know what I'm thinking about is how when we say things like this, it's going to be so dated someday. This is good. I think this should be dated and recorded. Like, this will be interesting to listen back to. Yeah, so shout out to people of the future who we, are no longer in the coronavirus. We tracked the whole coronavirus. Yep, yep. <laughs> They're not going to have to listen to us. It's just going to be in their consciousness. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasts will just be uploaded into... As soon as it drops, it just plays in your head. It doesn't even play. You just have the knowledge absorb of it knowledge. you just absorb the whole fucking content yep so guys so whether it ends because of a natural death or you get to upload your consciousness to a fucking machine and live forever never forget that the good times are fucking killing us we're, we're dead, dead. So there's one other thing that I really want to address, and I know that we're elongating things, but this is actually really important, is we never talked about this, that Elon Musk is a billionaire, and here at the Good Times of Kona's podcast, we pay our fucking taxes. Mm. Elon Musk, is he paying his fucking taxes? It's, 
I I looked into it a little bit. It's, it's <laughs> there really, we go. It's really hard to find out. Mm. So he's a billionaire, so he's probably not paying his taxes. There's some loopholes he's working through. I mean, he's got tri-citizenship, so there's definitely but, some, some loopholes yeah, going through. True, yeah. But he paid back his business loan 10 years early. 10 years early. Mm-hmm. That's nothing to shake a stick so, at. So I, I, I can't, in good conscience, scream about taxes this episode because we just it was hard to find out. If he's paying his business loan ten years early, I'm sure he's paying his taxes. You know, uh, can, can we can we give him that? I'll yep. give him. I'll give him that. All right.